Welcome back to the One a Week Podcast, everybody. I'm Jonas. I'm Matthew. This week we are doing a little bit of something outside of the box for us. We're talking about Inside by Bo Burnham, which is a it was released as an album, but only after uh, the entire special was released on Netflix. And I think that it would be a disservice to just talk about the album. So we're going to talk about the music in the special, uh, all as one big package. Yeah, I assume that's how he wanted it to be. Yeah, I think he'd be upset. Of. I think he would be upset if we just talked about the music. That's not the point. No, and I think that, I guess I'm just getting into my thoughts already. Go for it. I think that um, the music is definitely helped by the whole film for sure i i don't really want to call it a special because no. it's like a movie i do not i don't i won't call it a comedy you can special call it a musical i think yeah. but it's definitely a lot more filmmaking going on than just his previous specials where he's just doing like a stand-up routine and yeah. they film it i i think it's i don't think it's fair to call this a special because all comedy specials ever are like he says in like the intro to the thing is it's um all comedy specials have a crew and are filmed in one night in front of a live audience, obviously. And this fails to meet any of those requirements. So how can you really call it a special in the same sense that anything else is? Yeah, no, it's definitely more of a, a, a artistic statement yeah. than any comedy special I've seen. And it has a ton of post-production put into it, which comedy Insane. specials really don't except yeah. for like basic editing yeah cut between shots this this the production value of this i'm going to just refer to it as a movie because yeah. that's what i think of it as the production value of this movie is insane um especially because it is all done by bo burnham it is shot directed written edited all of it bo burnham which like that is like a herculean task even if he did yeah. have a lot of time on his hands, but that's still ridiculous amounts of work. No, I can't imagine the uh, the man hours put into this one. Even though he tries to encapsulate that with like various checkpoints throughout, he's like, "Oh, well, it's been six months. Oh, I'm turning thirty. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's been a year since I started working on this." And regular movies take a long time to make. Movies are not easy to make. No. Spoiler alert! And making a one man show. With this much like effort and like artistry on display it, is probably very difficult. It looks immaculate. And like, it looks really it good. It looks really, really good. He does a lot of cool different lighting stuff, but like like is I enjoyed the the music and, and everything he wrote, but the best part of this whole project is just like the the quiet moments where there's not a lot going on and you just have to watch what's happening. Um yeah, I think he it it's all in one room, which is kind of the the gimmick, but it doesn't feel like it because the way he takes the space and manipulates it in such like sometimes super simple but super creative ways is honestly brilliant. I think that there's like that phrase like the most beautiful part of a painting is the frame because it like shows the limitations of what I think that a lot of times some art go like I was thinking about the Joker movie for some reason while watching this because <laughs> oh, no. the Joker movie its big problem is that it it like doesn't really know what it wants to be at the end of the day mm-hmm. because it had so much money 
and it had so much buildup and Todd Phillips basically had unlimited resources, but he also had to appeal to a wide audience with it. So it really says nothing at the end of the day. Yeah. And with this, he's stuck in a room with one camera and it's just him. So he has to figure out how he can do like creative things. And that's kind of the frame. That's the limitation that he's at. And um, he definitely does some crazy cool stuff with just lights and a single camera. And like he uses an entire wall um, as like a projector's canvas and he does some really cool stuff with that. Yeah, I think like in the first like two minutes, I was already floored because he does that disco ball thing. Yeah. Like that was super creative. I thought that was that was like somehow done in like post or something because I know it's easy. But no, he like does all of it. He all like, the lighting and stuff is like actual good. stuff that happened in the room. I was like, oh, so he had like a like a like a little machine that twisted the disco ball. He literally just had it on a rope and he twisted yeah. it, and then it was just unraveling the rope, and that's why it was spinning. Yeah, it's so lo-fi. Yeah, so, but it looks so good, and it it looks amazing. At the end, which a lot of that can be attributed to the quality of the camera he's using, sure. because. Um, near the end of the movie, there's like that part where he has short hair and he's like, final song, test, take mm-hmm. one, which you can tell is from more of the beginning because it has, it's like a webcam. It looks like a webcam yeah. filmed that. Or it could have just been like on a phone camera and poor lighting because it yeah. looked like he was just in his house doing but, that. Um, yeah. And if there's like behind the scenes stuff implanted into the movie, like there, there'll just be like shots of him like setting lights up and like arranging shots like you said uh, you said before we started recording about um the song white girls instagram hmm. that i think is the most impressive visually to me yeah it's he does like 800 different shots and cuts and in that three to four minutes long. hours to set up and like not only is it like lighting in that one it's entire set pieces all in the same room i don't like, know how he how he pulled it off yeah. more effort than any white girl's Instagram I've seen. <laughs> so if I saw that much level of effort put into an Instagram page, I would be floored. But this like three minute song has that much quality put into it. Yeah. Oh my goodness. No, it's, I mean, I think that you can tell that uh, Bo Burnham has perhaps a degree of unhealthy obsession over making his work look good in this movie. Um, and, I, you know, he definitely touches on that as well. And, and, and I, I think, you know, now we can sort of transition into talking about the subject matter of the yeah. whole thing rather than just the production value. Um, a big part of what he talks about is um, himself obviously, because he's the only person that's around, mm-hmm. and uh, some of the insecurities that are uh, encapsulated there are his his need to feel very artistic and kind of like a perfectionist, and then the immediate triggered response of feeling like stuck up and pompous and egotistical because he wants to be so perfect and and have everything be well executed which is something to a much smaller degree um i feel that i fall guilty to in in my everyday life Mm -hmm. um you know i'm obviously not a celebrity so what what can i really get done but 
I, I, that, that really spoke to me. That, that made sense to me. Yeah, I did the self-awareness, which has always been a part of his humor, but I've never really been a Bo Burnham fan yeah. in the past. It always has felt like very internet zeitgeist kind of millennial mm-hmm. humor. It's like, whoa, like coffee am i right instagram woo and then he would like do a song where he says the f word a lot and people would be like yeah this is great yeah but here he actually makes like cutting social commentary with the songs that he makes and while there's still like a dumb stuff like the white girl instagram song is just a dumb concept i think he does it very well yeah but it's still like a dumb concept but all the songs, even the dumb ones, like the sexting song, I feel like with the movie, they have a deeper context that helps give them an elevated level of meaning. Whereas if it was just an album, mm-hmm. it would really like, well, there's just a song about sexting on here. LOL, this is hilarious. Yeah. But the movie kind of elevates the music. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I because... And Matthew and I kind of, uh, by necessity, had to talk about this whole thing a little bit before we actually sat down and recorded. But uh, you said um, when we were texting about it earlier in the week Mm -hmm. that this is the best and most accurate form of uh, pandemic and quarantine related media that we will ever get. And I think that is 100 percent true. Mm -hmm. I don't think there is anything that sums up that feeling of isolation as good as this special does and part of that is because it has the the um visual medium to monopolize on because most of the stuff that we've experienced in terms of quarantine media has been albums yeah um but regardless it's still the best depiction of it yeah it the first time i watched it i like kind of entered like this frenzy because it was like reminding me of like how I was feeling during like the height of the pandemic and quarantine and all that and it kind of like it was freaking me out because I was like oh yeah I was like not doing well at all for like several months and um uh I had to take like a, a day because I, I needed to watch the special at least twice for the podcast but I took a, just a day to like not think about it or watch it because I feel like it would have it would have been bad for my brain to do that. And I I rewatched it this morning, mm-hmm. and it wasn't as huge of an impact because I like knew what was coming. Because going into it the first time, I was like, it's a, it's a Bo Burnham thing, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's gonna be dumb, and it might like say something, but you know whatever. But like it's, yeah, it's yeah. very powerful. Yeah. I watched this um, four times. Hmm. Uh, Not even because I was like, well, I need to make sure I know. I watched it four times because I really, really liked it. Um, And the first time I watched it, I was with my father and my sister. Uh, And I started out laughing with them, but pretty much like 30 minutes in it was definitely before the intermission and without a doubt after the intermission i stopped laughing not because it wasn't necessarily funny it still has its moments but because it became more of 
just something I had to be watching and like just taking in and it's it's it wasn't about being a comedy special anymore. Mm-hmm. That's why I can't call it a comedy special because even if there are jokes in this, it is it's it's not about the comedy at all. Yeah, even the the FaceTiming with my mom song obviously it's supposed to be like funny, but the way that he acts in it and the lyrics and like the way it's shot, I just I can't I there's just such like this underlying like sense of like dread like mm-hmm. this came from like a sick man's head yeah because he was like going crazy in a house while writing this and he like FaceTime with his mom and all he does is like complain so obviously he doesn't like FaceTiming with his and then there's the line where he's like yeah the deepest conversation I ever had with my dad was him yeah. asking how I was yeah and I was like, this is supposed to be funny. I'm like, I'm, my, I might cry. Yeah. Um, I think that there are two parts in particular I wanted to talk about that were the standout parts that made me realize, oh, this, I'm, not gonna, I'm not going to be laughing at this. Not as a conscious choice, just as like a, this, it's, it's, not, it's not what I'm going to be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first is... One of my two favorite shots is it's just this deep blue lighting, a low angle shot of him staring at the projector wall. Um, and it's there's music playing over top of it, not one of the like songs from the album, just like soundtrack ambience. And then it like lingers on Bo Burnham's face for like seven seconds and then it shows what he's watching and it's one of his like youtube videos from like the early 2010s of like Baby him Burnham. yes like him in his teenage years doing a like youtube video in his bedroom probably something stupid yeah pr- i undoubtedly and he he's not laughing at it he's just staring at it and there's lyrics on some of the songs that reference stuff like that but it it is it is this grown man who has found Un, like irrefutable success in the mainstream back doing what he was doing you know you know 15 years ago 14 years ago and he's not laughing at it even though his content then was definitely supposed to be funny he's just looking at it because he knows oh my gosh i am i have not progressed i am right here again i have like it's it's eerie. It is it is it is terrifying in its own sense. And then the other one I wanted to talk about was it starts out as normally framed clip right before the intermission where he's talking about uh, if you're gonna kill yourself, just don't. don't Which do is like that. at first I was like, okay, yeah, this is like kind of dumb millennial like uh, edgy comedy, but then it it switches like. 10 seconds into this bit where it is him like on his phone and that clip is being projected onto his onto his torso and it look it's and, obviously for much later because his yes. beard is like much and scruffier his, and his hair is longer and he is like his facial expression is so despondent and he's not like looking at the clip he's looking at his phone and it is it is so much to unpack 
within that little like 30 second skit it is unbelievable yeah um the first thing you talked about the mm-hmm. i th- at first i was like is this a green mile reference because it's like that shot with the guy and the project i was like wow real topical bow <laughs> but um then i was like wow because i imagine during this whole thing he was watching his old material a bunch because he mm-hmm. really had nothing else to do yeah because a lot of like there's multiple songs and there's multiple skits about his his history as like a performer yeah like there's the song problematic where he's just doing like a self-assessment of well, I kind of got famous off of making like edgy jokes that probably they were they were legal, but they weren't good for anybody. They yeah. weren't good at all for the they world. They were offensive, yeah. Yeah, and like he's like, wow, that really that's what platformed me. Yeah. And then there's that whole bit. I think this is my favorite bit of the whole thing, where he does the the intern song, <laughs> and it becomes a reaction video oh my on gosh. top of a reaction it's so, video. It's like dumb and pretentious but like all on purpose and perfectly executed and it's like it's three different levels of how like and it shows how when you're super self-aware and you're super critical of your work like i am a lot you'll like be like oh well this was like supposed to be this and then the back of my head i'll be like well that's kind of like lame and then in the back of the back of my head i'll be like are you just calling it lame so that you'll be you're like self-aware and you think you're cool because you can like yes you can be that self-aware like exactly how and i think all the captures time. it's so good with a dumb reaction video parody thing and it's amazing which is like another element to all of that is that he is making fun of another thing that is popular in the mainstream, which he does all throughout the special. He does the dumb live stream <laughs> bit, which is also a very cool skit he does. I was like, does. this is going to be out of touch, but then he just talked he's, like an actual Twitch streamer. He's not out of touch at all. No, he's and very... like I know he's still pretty young, but like 30-year-old is still, in terms of like being in touch on the internet, 30-year-old can be very old yeah like like i I, and i know this i try not to say his name on the music podcast but like anthony fantano he's like he's not 30 but he's also not 40 he's somewhere in the middle there 35 35 i think he's very out of touch now like he still knows his music but like in terms of like internet comedy i think he's very out of touch so like He's not an old person at all, but in terms of being in touch on the internet, he may as well be. I think that this, the reason that Bo is so in touch with all of this is because he's obviously spent a ton of time just thinking about the internet yeah. and how it has been affecting us, especially in quarantine. I think this this is mainly, this whole special is mainly about this the media cycle and it becomes how he's a part of it near the end it becomes a lot more self analysis wise mm-hmm. near the end because like most of like the songs about other things are in the beginning and then the songs near the end like that funny feeling great song yeah um, all eyes on me great song goodbye mm-hmm. great song yep they're all about him and how he's a part of this whole cycle of things. And that that dumb sock hand puppet bit, <laughs> which I love. How the world works. Yeah. yeah. 
and he's like it's like well the world's like kind of complicated there's like bees and stuff and they like make the flowers and then the sock hand <laughs> thing comes on and it's like well history is full of genocide and this country is built on blood and you know private property is inherently theft and I was like based Burnham <laughs> <laughs> but then then it does this really clever thing where um, the sock is or Bo because the sock like insults Bo Burnham and says like the F word and then Bo's like remember who's on whose hand here and then the sock is like did you miss the whole point of what I was saying and I was like yeah Bo Burnham's been thinking a lot about culture yep. in this whole span yeah. of quarantine being on the internet and then there's songs that are specifically about the internet like that funny feeling and welcome, welcome, to, the welcome internet, to the internet yeah. and welcome to the internet that's a that's an amazing song because yeah. it because he like plays a character mm -hmm. he plays like the internet or yeah. just whoever's in charge of the internet yeah and it's just i've been talking for a while you you say something yeah okay like um i'll, I'll go back to uh before we get into like the, the aspect of the internet and welcome to the internet yeah um I think that, uh, again, what you lose by only listening to the album, which I don't think anybody's doing, but like you, you miss parts like um, when he does the black and white skit where he is a business consultant, like PR consultant, and he, it's, like, it's not like a, a subtle skit, but he's like, yeah, you got to tell, you know, your clients at J.P. Morgan that you're against racism in theory, and uh, you got to be on the right side of history to sell more Butterfingers, and like that's like <laughs> wheat thins, you know, wheat thins fight against Lyme disease. It's a hilarious skit, and like it's 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 not like elegantly put or anything, but that's that's okay. It's just like what well, it's about virtue signaling yeah and virtue signaling's god awful i think that and i'm glad that something in the mainstream is able to call it out because especially people bo burnham's age i think like i think the millennial generation is especially predisposed to write off and not understand the problems with virtue signaling like like people his age are like oh yeah it's really cool that like xbox changed their twitter profile to the pride flag Oh my gosh. Yeah, I mean, you said something about how it's very on the nose. And I noticed that in my second viewing. I was like, yeah, I mean, there are some like subtle moments, but there's not a ton of subtlety in this whole thing. The subtle moments are the things where it has to be about him. I don't think yeah. he can be subtle about like outward culture. And if, if you talked to me like a year ago, I'd be like, well, that's a bad thing. Subtle, things have to be subtle to be good. But after going through um, coronavirus and uh, the forefront, or police brutality being brought to the forefront mm -hmm. and the police state being questioned and all this and all that and cycles of violence and all that, um, I don't think you need to be subtle anymore at yeah. all. I think that, and Bo Burnham realized that definitely um, with a lot of his, I mean, he's never been like that subtle of a guy, but... There's literally like like the sock now he yeah skip. now he's being not subtle with a point though there's the, the point difference. where he's like laying on he's laying on the ground with like a pillow and he's like hey guys maybe um we shouldn't like exploit children and their uh, their neurochemical imbalance 
Uh, maybe that was a bad thing. Yeah. And oh my gosh, the the bit um, where I feel like he was scrolling through like Instagram or Twitter, and then he was like, "I have something I'm gonna put in the special," and that's when he went and set up the part where he was like, "Can anybody for for one hour just shut the fuck up? Like, can anybody just stop talking?" For one hour, not share. He goes on for like two minutes saying two different sentences. Like he seems so mad. Yeah, that's that was definitely a spur of the moment thing, yeah. because I was like, well, I could have done this, Bo. I could have been like, hey, can everybody shut up right now? Because yeah. and he talks about that on Welcome to the Internet. Yeah, where he's like, do you want everything all of the time? He's got yeah. Th- that song has some of the most like. Somehow, and it feels silly saying this because it's Bo Burnham, but I think this special has proven him more capable. That song has some of the best one-liners that will come out of this year at all. Probably. It's a little bit of everything all the time. Um, uh, Oh, gosh, I've already forgotten it. Um, Apathy's a crime. Something is... Ignorance. Ignorance. No. Ignorance. While he looks it up, um, we're talking more about Welcome to the Internet. I... I haven't seen a better encapsulate because when I saw the title of the song, because it was like one of the singles. Did he really singles? I don't know. I saw "Welcome to the Internet" like trending, and I was like, okay, well, this is probably just some like cringe Bo Burnham thing <laughs> where he's like, uh, like porn. Am I right? Apathy is a tragedy, and boredom is a crime. How did I forget that? It's literally like one of the best. Yeah. Like single he. He lines. talks about he he talks about what the internet is designed to do mm-hmm. and how it's succeeding so well in that. And then there's I don't know if this is part of the song where he talks. No, it is part of the song because it's near the end, like that whole zoom in zoom out thing that I thought was really cool. Yeah, um, he talks about um, giving an iPad to a baby and Ugh. does exactly yeah. what it was designed to do. Yeah. Cause like it was it was a trap laid. No, and I was like, here I am on my phone, switching between the Bo Burnham special and Instagram, mm-hmm. and just doing that for like two hours. And he calls people out on that too. He's like, are you um, on your phone? Are but, you watching something yeah, else? Uh, don't want to know. Which is like a, a relatively unimportant track, but it comes right around the time of the intermission, and it's perfect because it's like. Oh, we're like 45 minutes into this special, which is a big deal, you know, like this this hour and a half long work of body of work. And if you ask me, work of art. But are you like actually paying attention You've definitely or are you looked at your on phone your phones? You've definitely was, checked like, your phone. And I feel like and I feel bad because when on my first sit down and watch, I wasn't. I was paying attention because I'm like I got to one, it was like enthralling and I couldn't believe what I was seeing. And two, I tried to not be on my phone on my first watch through of a movie. But in the other three times I watched it, yeah, I was like not as attentive because I had seen it all the way through. And anytime that song came on, I was like, yeah, I missed the point. I definitely <laughs> missed the point. I think, I think that this captures kind of the helplessness that we experience because it's been it's always been there but quarantine kind of brought that to the forefront because you know that's when a lot of people realized that the media cycle of like being frightened or being angry all the time 
and then it moving on to some new thing without the old thing being um, changed or fixed at all. Because watching this special, I remembered that video that went viral a year ago of the police pushing down like this old man and he starts like bleeding from the head and mm -hmm. they all just walk around him. And I was like, how did we not talk about this every day for a year? Yeah. It's so, it was like superhero movie levels of awful and evil. And we were like, next thing, next thing, terrible thing that happened. Yeah. Like, and nothing has changed since then. I mean, obviously Fox News is like, they've defunded the police and crime has shot up 10,000%, which no cities have actually defunded the police. And we were all inside last year. So crime is going up because a non-zero amount of people commit crime and they're outside again. Um, and it just, it, the media cycle is ruining our brains. Yeah, it's and awful. And social media and the internet is, it's not the precursor because this stuff was happening for decades before the internet was like a, a household everyday thing. But it's just it's expounded the the pace at which these things occur like oh i'm mad about this today and then tomorrow i'm mad and like be mad about stuff be mad about injustice but the way we do it is we're mad about this event and then we move on to this event and we don't actually fix anything mm -hmm. and then i've been i'm yelling I'm <laughs> no yelling that, right but now. that's like that is why this is not a comedy special. It's not. Like, like no. Like, I, my favorite comedian, hands down, is John Mulaney. And I love John Mulaney, and I still like John Mulaney more than I like Bo Burnham. But nothing John Mulaney will ever do, ever, 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 will make me feel the way this special made me feel. Because it's not a comedy special. No, it's it's about, a movie. This is a laughing. movie. It's, it's so... I, I'm just... I'm, I'm floored. I'm floored. And, like... Those five years that Bo Burnham took off from doing stand-up, he did plenty of other things in the interim. The two things I am most familiar with were uh, he directed and wrote Eighth Grade, a uh, movie produced by A24, which is, I mean, I'm not going to say that like, oh, this is like a Bo Burnham cinematic universe, because that would be dumb. But <laughs> you can see a lot of precursor elements in Eighth Grade to how his mentality works in Inside. Um, and that's just because it's you know he's the same human being you know there's going to be similarities and you can see the the narrative through line because that's a very extremely internet aware movie it's kind of incredible it's a like a movie made by adults about eighth graders that's somehow not out of touch and then he was also in Promising Young Woman and I love that movie I love that movie so much and he's not as important in that movie but he does a very good job. And my point in saying those things are he clearly recognized that there was a point where he needed to grow up. And I know that that's not why he took the break from stand-up five years ago or six years ago now. Like, he took a break because he was having panic attacks, and he says that in All Eyes on Me. But he, in that time, was like, oh, okay, I need to, like, get a grip. He did the transition that, like, people in, like, our position do of like we start in middle school of like watching 
SJW cringe compilations on YouTube, and then the pipeline is like maybe we they are were now. Right. We are now. Maybe they were right. Maybe because what I what I see a lot of this special as is Bo Burnham realizing that he was kind of at the front of internet culture yeah. for like six, seven years. He goes. He like got popular on Vine. He blew up on like, YouTube and Vine. And that those media platforms that at one point were creators, like decentralized, are now massive companies mm -hmm. that like have exploited people to make money because that's what companies do. Yeah. And like, I don't know if he feels some sort of guilt because of that, because this this there's a lot of self-loathing in this whole thing, sure, which makes it a difficult watch. It's from front to back. I mean, and then yeah. there's just, even if he is acting, there's parts where he like is literally like sobbing. There's parts where he's full of rage. Even if those were played up a little bit, they still come from a very real place. Yeah. And I this is this is definitely the most real Bo Burnham has ever been. I've seen what that special. Mm -hmm. I didn't like. It was dumb. It was yeah. stupid. His vines were funny, but they were dumb vines. Yeah. They were all just like internet humor. And he he has definitely transitioned from that into this from a lot of self-reflection. Yeah. I think, especially since quarantine, because I don't know if he just lived, because the, the special implies that he like just lived in that small room for a year, which I don't know if he actually did that. I assumed he needed to like leave at points to like buy groceries and mm -hmm. get like more toothpaste and stuff. <laughs> I assume unless he just didn't wash his body at all for a year, which it kind of looks like it <laughs> near the <laughs> he end. He looks terrible. No, he looks Ugh. really bad. Um, I will say this is when I realized Bo Burnham is hot. This special made me realize that. Yeah. He's a very attractive man. When he's, like, groomed, yeah. And he's 6'5". What? He's really tall. <laughs> what? He's, like, he's got, like, seven inches on me. Dang. He's a, he's a tall man. Um, and... Like, when he... I, yeah, I when he... I'm, I keep going back to this clip because I think it's definitively my favorite part of the special. When he's watching the old videos of himself, he's, like, clearly well-groomed in that one. I was like... Okay, here the long hair and beard are working for him because he like cleaned himself up, and then the rest of the special, he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna make myself look terrible," yeah. which kind of it adds to it for sure. I don't know if he tried to look terrible. Yeah, or I don't know. He like did, and he was like, "Well, this will really elevate my material," which uh, I think it, it did. did. <laughs> it definitely helped, especially when he's performing "Goodbye." He looks like a different person. Yeah. Uh, also, I love that moonshot. That was like genius. Yeah. Um, but he looks like a complete, he looks like, it reminded me of Father John Misty a little bit. No, oh, I wanted to talk about that. He, this is like, this, he, this was his ode to Father John Misty. Like, not literally, because like, but like, this was in a different, not very far off universe. This was a Father John Misty no, I, I got album. pure comedy vibes all over this whole oh, thing. Oh, for sure. It's And like, literally, the song is, one of the songs is called Comedy, and it could have like, Parts of it, not the whole thing, but parts of it could have just been performed by yeah, Josh I mean, Tillman. This is, like, this is more electronic than 
Father John Misty's work. Oh, There's man. a lot of like synths and stuff, but yeah, it comes from the same yeah. place. Goodbye, especially that. That's the biggest like. Oh, this is a song off of Pure Comedy. Yeah, I was like, oh yeah, this is just Father John Misty. Yeah, and he looks like grimy homeless Father like, John Misty. Like he looks like God's favorite customer era FJM. <laughs> yeah. Which, oh like, man. It, I I think that's very cool. It, you yeah. you take the desolate version of FJM from God's Fear Customer with this super cynical yep. and bitter pure comedy. I mean, he's always been cynical yeah. for the John Misty. But especially but in the pure comedy. Where he's era. like, oh, we're kind of like doomed. Yeah. And when he says, um, on Funny Feeling, I think, when he says 20,000 years of this, seven, seven more, more to go, go. Yeah. I was like, wow, he's, he's a little down. Yeah. He's a little pessimistic yeah. about everything. I'm, but... I am for yeah. this whole past like two years has ruined my outlook on yeah. the planet. Yeah, it's I don't I don't know that it's ruined my outlook on the planet, but I, I'm certainly I'm not optimistic in the way I want. I'm not optimistic to the point where I could still dislike pure comedy as an album. You know, like <laughs> that's the that's the growth I've experienced. Is a few years ago I was like pure comedy is not a good album. Now I'm like I kind of get it. You know, I kind of get some parts of it and. Oh man, I wanted to. St- we this is just going to be a long episode. I'm, I'm, I'm. Why I'm, not? You know, it's already at 37 minutes, and it's I'm, so I'm just going to keep going. Um, I wanted to talk about that funny feeling. Just give me your, just give me your rundown, because okay. I have, um, I have a point I want to make. I, it. it floored me a bit. Mm-hmm. It's the only like acoustic guitar, and thing you can tell is. that he's not. No, he's like I'm, I'm not great good. about good, and there's plenty of things but that are yeah. He it's like it it sounds good. Like yeah. he's obviously practiced this chord and he does yeah. little flourishes on the chords a little bit. So he's obviously not like a super amateur yeah. guitar player. Um, but I think the 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 blemishes add to it a little and bit. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's very. Rustic? Could you call Homely, music rustic? Like, Homely? yeah, very folky. Yeah, very raw. Because I, th- I think some of the songs he does, he lip syncs for like the performance. But this one, he was just there. Mm-hmm. It's a live performance, and um, I. This is probably my favorite song out of the whole thing mm-hmm. because the verses are all like a funnel. It's all like experiences we all have, and then it just becomes like oh that's all like terrible mm-hmm. like the like the one verse that ends with mass shooting at a mall um, a gift shop at the gun range a mass shooting at the mall yeah. yeah and you realize that all the like couplets before that were about like how like consumerism and violence have crossed over and um it was it was it I, I can't. It's indescribable. I can't even talk about it. I'm gonna I, cry. I what that song felt like to me um, was it that funny feeling is. I'm gonna try to describe what I think that funny feeling is. It it's apathy about something that you know you shouldn't be apathetic towards, um, and it might be because there's nothing you can do about it, or it might be because you just think that regardless of what I do, it's going to keep happening, or it already happened, um, which, you know, mass shooting at the mall, that kind of thing. Um, and, like, I thought this was a good song, like, first go through, and I, and, and, but I had this moment 
Um, and I mentioned this to, to my sister and father because we've been talking about this special a lot. I had this moment after my first watch that blew my mind because I was obviously thinking about this movie a lot. Um, I, I, had a, I, I was meeting up with a friend of mine. And they were telling me about this this dude I went to middle school with, who I don't keep in touch with at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but I knew him when we were like, you know, 12 or 13. And my friend was telling me, oh, yeah, he does like coke with his frat boys now. And like I got what I think Bo Burnham is if referring to if that funny feeling where I was like, oh, this 12, 13-year-old that I have from my memory has grown the same amount that I have in terms of years. And, like, this is... That's that's what he does now. And it's like I wasn't even, like, a... Not me sitting there, like, judging him, like, oh, his life's down the drain or anything, or, oh, I need to intervene. It It was just like, oh, that's... That's weird, and then I'm then I move on because yeah. what am I gonna do? What like that is something that someone should probably do something about, but it's not gonna be me, and I don't know who it is gonna be because I feel like it's that funny feeling where it's just like, oh yeah, the kid I used to sit and learn about the Titanic with does coke now. Okay, like it was, it, and, and in that moment I was like, oh, I get it now. <laughs> I get it. I think to me. That funny feeling was about because the the song is structured where he just kind of like lifts lists off like independent ideas and then it becomes oh that's like bad mm-hmm. so to me it felt like because there's all these terrible things that happen every year but the way that they're presented they kind of feel like isolated from one another like that. Florida condo collapse. Yeah. In specific, I th- like if you don't think about things and you just <laughs> you just wake up and you do like you just live your life and you don't think about it. You're like, well, that just sucks, you know. But when you understand the context of that whole event, you understand that because of climate change. That's why it collapsed. And then another part of it is, oh, they didn't do regulation checks on it because people probably were paid off to just ignore it or people just ignored it because they didn't feel like inspecting it. And then you realize, oh, companies that are propelling climate change forward are the ones that would not check those things out and then they would get off from it and would be like, oh, it's a tragedy. Oh, it sucks. And that deep sense of something is wrong, something is off, I think that that is the funny feeling he describes. Mm. It's just this pervasive, terrible things aren't all isolated from one another. There is a through line. And I might sound like a conspiracy theorist, maybe. I might <laughs> oh, be like, it's crazy. all connected. <laughs> Everything is connected. It's all the reptilians. <laughs> Um, but I think that funny feeling is what it's that it's where it clicks and you're like, oh, there's like something here that we have not addressed 
there's some root cause that we haven't talked about because we can't talk about it because the people who don't want us to talk about it are the ones with all the money and the influence. That's what I thought the funny feeling was. But it could be both things. Yeah, it could, like, that's it could what, definitely yeah, be both I, things. Yeah, that's, oh, man, it... That's the power of art. Yes, it can be so it many things. It makes you think, and it's up for oh, it's up for interpretation. Sub- subjectivity is a beautiful thing. I don't know. I don't know how he did it. I don't know how he did it. No, I don't know how I he think, made this, this I movie. Think he just it was it was so real. It wasn't like oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna write this. Like he definitely didn't write all this out at the beginning. Like Mm-mm. he might have had like a framework to go with. But it's obvious from his deteriorating mental health, the amount of time it took to make this whole thing. And the the, the, the room gets, like, messier. It just gets so yeah. gross near the end of the special because he's just been living in it. And there's, like, wires everywhere from all the lights and all the audio equipment and all the technology he has set up there. And I – it's 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 – maybe not on purpose but it's such powerful visual storytelling yeah where oh he's obviously like deteriorating horribly and i think that is why the there's not like a narrative really to the whole thing i think some of the songs he had written like welcome to the internet feels like it was written near the beginning Mm -hmm. because it's the most like fleshed out song but all eyes on me he might have riffed that whole thing yeah because it's a very simplistic song with like auto tune and like some washed out synths in the back. Yeah, I think he might have just come up with that and recorded it that night, and like was like, yeah, that's fine. And then the whole part where he picks up the camera and like has a yeah, like a, a episode. That's why I think that this this evolved into something that he didn't originally intend, which is why it's so real. Yeah, and so powerful because it was just the chaotic mindset of one man locked in a room captured on film for us to gawk at oh man yeah it blew me away i honestly yeah like there's stuff i like there's more i want to talk about that i just don't like the the like bezos songs are <laughs> there's, there's two of there's, them. and they're great they're ridiculous but they're great like 30 and the skit that precedes it are incredible like Oh, like this this whole thing is at its weakest when it is trying to be like regular dumb funny and even those songs and I would I would consider those songs to be uh, FaceTime with my mom and white woman's Instagram and sexting those are like the weakest parts oh and, and shit that song is like silly but like even all four of those still at least have something to say which yeah. like how do you do that I, I just don't I don't get it that's why I didn't listen to the album by itself I just watched it with the special mm-hmm. because I think that every song has a point mm-hmm. there's not really a, like sexting is dumb but it's about how quarantine is like isolating us it's yeah. about how like sexual attraction has been like digitized flattened into this like this just like flash lights into my cortex and i will just get off from it facetime with my mom i talked about earlier um and shit it's shit is just a coping mechanism of a song yeah it's just 
Yeah, I, I woke up, yeah. I feel terrible. So I'm going to write like a fake, fun song as like a mirage for how I really feel. Because remember, remember the part where he's like, <laughs> my mental health is in an ATL. Yeah. Not Atlanta. And he does like a little like one-off 15-second little song thing. Yeah. Where it's like, describe it. And he's like, I wake up and my vision flattens. And he like does a little song. And then it just goes right back to him sitting in a chair in a silent room. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. Even the silly songs are obviously from a place of like pain. Yeah. Which is why I I think I, I value every song. There's Yeah. It's like the whole thing. It all has a point. Yeah, this is this is the best statement on current society. Yeah. I think of the past couple years. I yeah, I think I think for sure. I, um, yeah, and it's so it's very prolific. It's a very big yeah. special, and, yeah. and it, was, it, it took to the end to talk about this. But I think that a lot of this is going to fly over people's heads because. A lot of people who I see posting about it are just, they post a lot about like Disney movies and they post a lot about yeah. like. I did, yeah, I wanted to talk about yeah, this. Yeah, I think it's important closed. to talk yeah. about this. And I thought we were going to wrap up soon, but now we got a few more I think I think <laughs> it's important to talk about no, this. No, yeah, let's do it. Because if somebody's still listening, they're just going to stick it out to the end of the episode. At this point, this is a conversation <laughs> between you and me, if anything else. The thing, it's such a, it's such a biting commentary of pop culture mm -hmm. but since bo burnham is such like a a product of that yeah pop culture people who are gonna a lot of people are gonna see it are gonna be like yeah that was like cool and sad and dramatic yeah. and then they'll like keep watching the mandalorian yeah <laughs> my my sister said something and and i think i think my sister will listen to this episode because she loves this special um, she she is on TikTok. Neither yeah. of us are. Um, and she was like, "Yeah, Inside has gotten really big on TikTok, which is funny to me because I think Bo Burnham would hate that." And I was like, no, "Yeah, I think I you're probably correct." The yeah. night after I watched it, it made because TikTok, it TikTok is in some way, shape, or form on every single social media thing where you just like on Instagram the reels, the stupid reels, yeah. and on. YouTube, like the shorts thing that yeah. they're doing, it's little bite-sized pieces of content that you can just switch between instantly, and you just scroll yeah. one way that, and you don't even think about it. That formula of social media is like, it is like, um, it's like in Brave New World, it is Soma. It is the closest thing we have to Soma. A little bit. It is like, to me, it is like going into a factory and someone plugs a hose into your mouth and just turns a valve on but instead of it being like protein liquid or like battery juice it is content it is the content valve yeah and it's terrifying and bo burnham talks about remember that little the little bit he does where he's like thank you guys so much for watching my content and he picks up like a knife oh, and he's like yeah. more content on the way yeah. please keep watching oh, oh. and i was like yeah it makes me want to pull my he, skin off he hates tiktok and I hate TikTok, not because it's popular. I'm not like a boohoo, big thing, <laughs> bad, because people like it. I don't like it because it's just concentrated social media. Yeah. Like, it's just dumb videos. And, like, there's so many big TikToks that go big that are just 
stupid. They're just dumb. Like I'll I'll find my I'll catch myself scrolling for like thirty minutes on Instagram Reels, like dumb gym <laughs> TikToks. They're like seven things that make you look like a fiend at the gym, and I'm like, this doesn't mean anything. This doesn't mean anything at all. Oh, it's it, just oh, it makes me feel alien. It's it makes stimulus like, for oh. like ten seconds, and then you just go to the next thing. And like that, it's oh, it's so predatory because like Matthew and I had a friend who uh, recently got, like, she, like, posted a TikTok that got more than, like, a million views in, like, 24 hours. And she posted, like, eight things about it. Like, it's like, oh, wow, look. And, like, I wasn't mad that she was posting about it because, like, yeah, I get it. That's cool. You got a lot of attention on you, and that's, like, a dopamine release. But I was thinking, like, she is not now, like, a internet micro-celebrity. This will be all she has for this, like, this venture it's, and then she'll be back to just her friends seeing her videos. That is predatory. Because anybody can minutes. attain it. And they make you think that, like, look, you can you can be, like, a Charlie D'Amelio or something. And, like, gone, gone, gone. And, like, you're like, oh, okay, that's cool. I had that one video that got to a million views. And then, you know, whatever. And, it's, oh. it's the same level of, like, having, like, a, like a YouTube comment blow up or, like, a tweet yeah. blow up. Like, nothing happens after that. But, like, look, what are we doing right now? We're, we're, True. we're making content because we feel it. It's either it, people make content either because they think it will, it will get them some level of acclaim, respect, or fame, right? Or... It's because, and this is going back to like the intern reaction video, it's because we think, and I think this is more what we are on the side of, it's because we think our opinion is in some way, shape, or form more valid than really it needs to be whatsoever. <laughs> and then I know you and I are the type of people who will put it out there and be like, well, it's just my opinion. Uh, and then we'll be like, oh, but that's a stuck-up opinion. And then in the back of our heads we'll be like, oh, but we're just saying it's stuck up so when people accuse us of being stuck up we can be like well no we've got ahead of that it it, it is also convoluted and it makes me feel not human but yeah. like I, I like i don't know what to i don't know what the 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 correct way to deal with that is because i just do it because it's fun which that's just what that's what my justification is at the end of the day but i can't act like the other three hundred layers aren't there underneath at all yeah, and this special is so anti that yeah that whole Ugh. like phenomenon, but people are like this Bo Burnham thing is so good, <laughs> and there's TikToks about it, and people post about it on their stories, and they're like listening to the Bo Burnham album, and then they will just continue doing the thing that they were like i literally wanted to delete instagram after watching this yeah. special i it, wanted yeah, to it made me want to do like a social media cleanse i wanted like, to delete instagram i wanted to go vegan and i i just wanted to never watch a movie again because i was just like pop culture is hurting me yeah it's hurting my body yeah and not just because i'm like I'm, I'm counterculture. I'm because counterculture doesn't mean anything anymore because the internet, like, there's so many sects of like, yeah. there's no culture to be counter against. They're, like, the culture is it's just, just everything. pockets, yeah. It's just everything. And uh, this is a dumb thought, but I was like 
this is kind of like why I was apprehensive about the whole Olivia Rodrigo blow up thing. Yeah. Because it felt very manufactured and she was like a Disney star. But you've said it's good music. Yeah, it's a good album, yeah. And I still feel like it's like it, it feels so like bite sized culture to me. It doesn't feel like a, like a like an actual artistic statement. Yeah. At least because I haven't listened to the album still because I still have those apprehensions. And that's and you know maybe that's what it is. I don't know. I don't know. And there's so a hard huge overlap between that audience and the people who are talking about this special. Yeah. And that really d- depressed me. Yeah. I was like, this is this is going to go over the heads of so many people. Yeah. Because they'll be like, yeah, this everyone's talking about it, and yeah, it was good, and the songs were funny, and then it was kind of sad at the end, and then that's the whole thing. Yeah. And it's like it's 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 not. It's not about being funny. It's just not. No, it's a, it's a, it's a critique. It's a, it's a long, chaotic and personal critique of everything right now, yeah. of how things are going. And I think a lot of people just aren't gonna. I, I hate to sound like this. I nobody's gonna get it. <laughs> I'm nobody's gonna get it. Like I get it. I hate to sound like that. I really do. But I'm a big part of the inside audience are white women Instagram yeah. type people Who kind yeah. of just like follow big pop culture events yeah and uh, I'm I'm such an old man <laughs> such an old man who thinks he's a better than everybody else <sighs> but that's that's why I'm kind of upset about this whole thing yeah no I mean like I enjoyed it but I think part of what it, it's like a it's a for both of us, and I think for probably plenty of people, it's a masochistic kind of enjoyment because it's such a glaring, like, it's not It's not even like, a oh, look at what all of they or all of them are doing wrong. It's all of us. Look at what we're yeah, all doing we're wrong. We're all part of it. And that's why, like, it had to come from someone like Bo Burnham because, like, he would only be able to make these kinds of statements if he blew up in the ways that he blew up, you know? Like, if, 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 if... John Stewart like was like uh, here's the problem with like the internet or even if someone like younger like I I can't even think of someone it had to be from someone who got famous because of the advent of the internet yeah I think yeah. this is all I think everything Bo Burnham talks about is coming to a head mm-hmm. as we reach these more as TikTok and stuff like that becomes bigger and bigger and the media cycle becomes quicker. I think it'll all come to a head at some point. Seven more to go. Oh my goodness. If, yeah. I, if Bo Burnham was on the money with that, I wouldn't be surprised at all. Um, I, uh, unfortunately, it doesn't make the world a great place to live. Um, as as it, I, it should be. It really should be. We are human beings, and yet we're letting things just run rampant like this. Because pe- some people make money off of it. Yeah. As uh, Bo Burnham puts it, bug-eyed salamanders from Silicon Valley. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think he was talking particularly about Mark Zuckerberg there. Yeah, for sure. But it's, it's applicable to everything else. Uh, it hurt. This special hurt. This this movie hurt. Yeah. But oh, I, I, it's the best movie I've seen this year. And I've seen plenty of movies this year. It's the best 2021 release I've seen this year, but it's also the best, like new film i've seen this year in my personal yeah catalog. i mean i've only I seen, seen like anything 10 or so movies but yeah this is the best one yeah 
Um, I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm speechless. I say after an hour of talking. We've talked for I, a while, I, but I, I'm speechless. Yeah, I'll be thinking about this for a while, yeah. or I won't. My fear is that I'll just move on to something else and then because it's so there's, easy. There's I, there's some new thing that I can. So what we do is we change the concept of this podcast to just talk about inside every week. Stay fresh until we die. We could do that. We could. We we bring in different guests every week, get their take, and then we get Bo Burnham on. And then we and, all pass away. Yes, like we do like a Mexican standoff with Bo Burnham and we all shoot each other on the podcast. I, I shouldn't say this. My family listens to this. Disclaimer, we're not going to do that. Yeah, that's what We're not, not dying happening. on the podcast. Bo Burnham will not kill me or Matthew and we will not kill him. Okay, um... I, I can't really give this a grade. I can't. I can. Like, I, I'll get A plus, whatever I can. Like, it's just, this is the best piece of art I've seen I would, in the year 2021. I wouldn't even call it entertainment. Yeah, I don't. It's I don't, like. Uh, I wouldn't call myself entertained by this whole thing. Um, I will call it art. Yeah. Because it is. I will call it a master class in filmmaking. Because yeah. it is. Yeah. Um. And the songs, while they're like lo-fi and obviously produced on a laptop by Bo Burnham, um, they're all hard-hitting and topical. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm, I really liked it. I think yeah. that... I, I, like, I think people who are skeptical of this don't realize what it is no and i was skeptical of it if i'm yeah. being completely honest i was like bo burnham that <laughs> funny guy who white people really like is gonna do some white people stuff and it wasn't it was earnest it was powerful and it was such a leap from his last special yeah and yeah I'm prob- probably a, a strong A. Strong A for me. I don't know if I can give it a perfect score this because of how chaotic it is, even though I think that helps it in some instances. No, this is this is as perfect as perfect gets for me in terms of... It, not in just, like, the album or whatever. Like, I, like, I'm not equating this to, you know, like, dismemberment plan, A+, plus or whatever. As a, as like, a piece of work. As a piece of work. What, like, the grading system doesn't matter. Like, no, this, this that's is why the, I this, felt like I yeah. couldn't grade it, just because it but was like, so much. What I will say in terms of grade, for continuity's sake of the podcast, this is as perfect as something can get. No, for I think what it is, whatever you want to call it. This is the best thing I've talked about on this podcast. Yeah, I think ever. I think this, we had this half a year long podcast. Yeah. yeah, we had an hour and some change worth of stuff to say for this, and it's just the two of us, and there was like no dead air. Like we just talked. No, it that it's just I'm I'm full of thoughts. Yeah, from this I can't say that about any other album or thing this year. Yeah, and it, yeah, blew me away yeah. absolutely. All right, I think that that's that's all we got to say all, about Inside. Go watch it. Yeah, I, please like, watch it. If honestly. you think it's like dumb, I don't think you understand what it is. And if you think it's dumb after watching it, that's its own conversation that you know I need to have with someone who has that opinion. But if you think if you think it's dumb before watching it, I think that you are doing it a disservice. So, um, 
next week, um, you mentioned Anthony Fantana. Uh, yes. And recently, uh... he gave his sixth ever 10 out of 10 perfect <laughs> score for, for an album. And I want to talk about it. I want to listen to it and talk about it. Uh, so next yeah. week, we will talk about The Turning Wheel from an artist called Spelling. Uh, the album came out two or so weeks ago, and um, I watched Fantano's review already. It came out on the same, like, the the mega release day where everything else came out on. That's funny to me. So... Most important day in music history for this year. I will try to go into it with an open mind, but obviously in the back of my brain I'll be like, this got a 10, this got a 10, dude. You got to like it. I will be the, the counter to that because yeah. I, I am not I do not have the same opinions on Anthony Fantano as you do. So, yeah, we will be talking about The Turning Wheel by Spelling next week. All right. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. If you stuck around for this long, goodbye. <laughs> Thank you.